Hi, and welcome to a special episode of the Good Place podcast. I'm joined with Hannah. She is a gym owner at the Long Game Training Gym in Shefford Woodlands and a strength and conditioning coach. Together on this podcast, we are going to answer the questions that we get from our clients every single day and the ones that we've put out and asked for on social media. You are more than welcome to get involved. There'll be information down in the show notes of where you can contact both of us. We really hope you enjoy it. Send us the feedback, share it with anyone that you might think could benefit from listening to our expertise in the fitness industry. Enjoy! Hello, we are back. Back again. We almost weren't. We, oh yeah, we, we are not technical people, it should be said. Oh, couldn't get any sound out, could we? We had to turn off and turn on again and unplug and plug in again. And, and all those fiddle. things worked. They did. Yeah. They did. If in doubt, have a fiddle. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know what? Some of the You'd comments... Beating your records. <laughs> less than four minutes. <laughs> Why don't you just swear now? No, I won't. And that'll be because, it. Because, do you know what? The feedback that I've had from people <laughs> is that I sound very professional. Yes, you do. One of which was my husband. <laughs> and the people who said this all sounded quite surprised that I could be professional. Oh. So it just shows the scope of my abilities. I know. I can swear and be professional at the same time. You can, you can. We are that professionality, that's not even a word, <laughs> is going to um, dramatically go down with some of the questions we've had this week. Thank you yes. very much, guys. Yeah. Um, but I like this one. Should we start with this one? Yeah, let's do it. Um, the accuracy of body composition scales at home, are they a good guide? You've answered your own question. Exactly. They are a good guide. They are not accurate, but what they will give you is a start point to then follow progress from. Yeah. Within reason, obviously, different. You you could have you could stand on the scales, have your body composition assessed, eat a sandwich, get back on, and your measurements would be entirely different because of the way it measures. Well, exactly. So these. These body composition scales essentially measure like a level of resistance that's yeah. going through your body, through an electric current through the body. And when there is less resistance met, it typically means that you've got more muscle because there's less, uh, sorry, because there's more water content. And then there's less resistance met when you may have a higher body fat percentage because the water content is lower so your results can really be affected by what you've eaten what you've drank um even how you've slept etc yeah. so whether you've weed before you get on this on them or exactly after. <laughs> yeah and also each each scale is going to be a little bit different so I'd suggest always using the same scale, always doing it at the same time of day under the same conditions. Wearing, like wearing the same or not. You know, being hydrated. Clothing. The same, um, because that will affect its accuracy. If you're dehydrated, your body fat percentage may be recorded as higher. Higher, yeah. Um, So as a guide, they are useful. Don't worry about one sort of particular reading yeah um 
but just focus on the trends that you see over time. Which will not track down in a linear fashion. No. That's just... Or up, depending on what your goals are. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, So, yeah, look for trends. Give it a few weeks. It's kind of over time. Make a couple of changes. See how those trends are, but don't get caught up on the exact weight, the exact percentage. But if you find that things are drastically changing one way or another then um just make a couple of couple of changes also you're not supposed to do them after exercise no because you've likely sweated out mm-hmm. lots of your water um so you may be a bit dehydrated shouldn't really do it after caffeine or alcohol either so just use them as a guide make put it do it under the same circumstances each time yeah Awesome. Um, What's next? What's next? Uh, Well, we've talked about hydration. So do I really need to drink gallons of water? I find it so difficult. You need two, I'd say minimum two litres of water a day. And that will include the water you get from your tea and coffee, even though this is a little bit of a, it can be a bit of a diuretic. Mm -hmm. Um. And that can be quite daunting, I think, for some people, if you were to see a big two-litre bottle of water and go, that's what I need. Yeah. So break it down, carry a small bottle around with you. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think as well, um, one thing that definitely helped me to drink more water was associating the fact that I do feel more alert yeah. when I've... Can, when I've been better at drinking because it doesn't come naturally to me I'm the type of person that can have a cup of tea in the morning and then get to my evening meal and go oh I should probably have something else to drink I'm really bad I find that if I've had one bottle of water i.e like maybe a 750 ml bottle by about 11 a.m I've just glanced over and I haven't done it but if I've had one of those by about 11 I'm going to be good for the rest of the day if I haven't hit that, I'm probably not going to be great. And it's in harder. terms of what being alert or being tired. In terms or, of then carrying on with drinking. Oh, enough. carry on with drinking water. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely notice if I'm, and this is particularly with drinking water, I I I have more energy. I am more alert. Well, it, I it feel helps fresher. to support your brain function, function problem solving, helps your skin. There are so many benefits Mm -hmm. to it. It helps regulate your temperature, carries nutrients, waste products and and blah, blah, blah. But have your kids ever come out of school and not drank like a sip of water and they are Mm. in the foulest mood in the world? I honestly had an argument with one of the teachers at, at Alfie's old school because they weren't allowed to have their water in the classroom with them and they weren't allowed to have a drink when they felt thirsty it was only at break time or lunchtime. yeah and of course the kids aren't having a drink at break time they're running out to play yeah and so he would come out of school having not drank anything and be in the worst mood and be tired and lethargic and not want to get anything done Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and her reasoning was that they might spill it or they'll just suck on their bottles and I'm like well do you know what? If you actually give this a chance and allow the kids to drink, you might find they're a bit more alert. Oh dear. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't really know about my guys. They all seem to be good 
yeah. water drinkers. Uh, we have to literally chase him yeah. around the house, like reminding him yeah. to, to drink the water. And I suppose it's different in children, but definitely in adults. If you can really find a good reason in yourself for doing it, it's a bit more of an impetus to drink because I don't have that natural like, oh, I'm fancy something to drink right now. Yeah. I always just remind myself of like, well, what work do you want to get done today? Yeah. Or how much procrastination and other work do you want to get done <laughs> not the actual stuff I've learned and you know if you're doing lots of intense exercise then that two litres does need to go up a bit you know yeah. you, you can lose depending on how intense your, your training isn't you it can something lose like up to 500 a... mils for every half an hour of exercise yeah. yeah obviously if you're having a slow walk unlikely but if yeah. you're doing an intense vigorous exercise you can yeah lose exactly that half a yeah. litre in 30 minutes so you do need to um, keep an eye on that and just drink a little bit more. Yeah. It's hard in the winter because you tend to want to have those hot drinks and more tea and coffee. I definitely find it hard. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, like an ice-cold glass of water doesn't really do it for me. But if moment. you find that you're not drinking enough, if you're working from home, for example, or even in the office, just set a little alarm on your phone mm-hmm. every half an hour every hour whatever it is have a sip of water have a glass of water yeah 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 um ask google or alexa or whatever oh they're all going to start talking now oh they are don't ask i don't even know how to use alexa i only know google (laughs) i only know google don't say siri um Um, (gasps) oh no siri's activated now um so no thank you you don't need to drink gallons but you do need to drink some yeah. and you will find it'll help your energy levels it'll help your performance anything, if you think you're not drinking enough anything more than what you're currently doing is great but no i don't think you have to drink gallons and gallons of water every day yeah yeah um where to next intermittent fasting we can do intermittent fasting so the sort of the question was what you know what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting which is essentially where you have a period of fasting so that's typically 16 8 where you have an eight hour window that you can eat in or 60 uh, and 16 hours of fasting and in that fast you can also only drink water or unsweetened tea and coffee with no milk Mm. um and there i'm i'm really it's a tricky one for me because there have been proven to be lots of benefits to intermittent fasting in terms of blood pressure and cholesterol and like some of your inflammatory markers, etc. However, the main goal, I think, for people who are looking into this is because they see it as a weight loss tool. And it, in theory, could be a weight loss tool because you're eating in a smaller window, therefore you're less likely to... You're probably only having two meals rather than three meals. Yeah, so the people, this is in my experience, that this, and this will either be for you or it won't be for you, the people that I know this type of eating benefits are people that have to make multiple, multiple decisions in a day. And so you can end up with this decision fatigue. And if we can make something easier and more achievable in terms of finding a calorie deficit this could be a beneficial tool so in that it's basically it's 11 a.m what do I fancy eating 
well, you're intermittent fasting, so the answer is nothing. Mm. Because you're eating at a window between, I don't know... 12 and 8. 12 and 8. So the answer is, well, it takes away that extra decision when you when you have got a lot on your plate. Um, there isn't really hard and fast evidence around intermittent fasting you'll hear a lot of intermittent fasting around menopause in terms of um being some type of sugar regulator the reality is is intermittent fasting is another tool to add to your toolbox if fat loss is your goal and it works if you are able to eat still moderately between the eating times it's not it isn't the fasting itself isn't doing anything miraculous to your body you're simply not eating which means that your body is having to rely on its fat stores for energy yeah this will not suit someone i don't well again from what i've seen that likes doing the higher intensity exercise so i intermittent fasted for a period of time and it was what for me created my poor relationship with food oh interesting so i didn't eat i only ate between the hours of midday and eight o'clock now the busiest part of my day was the morning and the sort of early afternoon i've got kids to get to school I've got dogs to walk I've got clients to train I'm doing my training all the rest of it so I'm really busy really active it then gets to my window of time where I can eat lunch will be fine I'd eat really well excuse me really well um but it would then get to the evening and I'd stop and have my main meal which I'd make something lovely and healthy like I don't know a Caesar salad or some fish and veg and whatever it is but I was so hungry because I'd expended so much energy through the day that that didn't satisfy me and so then I'd have something else and I might have a couple of slices of toast and then it's like oh well that's still I mean eating all of this so quickly because I'm so hungry that I'm not actually giving it a chance to hit my stomach yeah and then I'm eating more so I might have some cereal and then I might have half a packet of biscuits and then you're in I was in a a binge cycle. Like kind of binge restrict. But I'd go, restrict. oh, but it's okay because I'm not having breakfast tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm in my window. And I'm in my time window. And so for me, it didn't work. And I was in that cycle for probably a good year. Yeah. Of, of essentially binging in the evening. Yeah. And then restricting through the day because it was okay. So and it's it wasn't very, okay. It's very much down to the individual your preference. And, and, and your lifestyle. Exactly that. So for me... I'm actually more alert when I don't have any... It's not when I don't eat, but when I have much smaller portions in the morning, I'm Mm. much more productive if I crack on with my day, get up early, have a coffee, get to work, get out everything that Mm. I need to get done, and then my first meal tends to be around lunchtime. Right. But I don't have a... I'm not going to... I don't have an 8 o'clock... Cut, cut off, off. yeah um so i don't i don't think that i intermittent fast because i'm also not strict with that either if 
I fancy, if I wake up fancying something, mm. then I'll eat it. But otherwise, I know that I'm more productive if I just stick to water <laughs> and coffee in the morning and then yeah. have my meal later on in Whereas the day. Whereas for me, it's the opposite. Yeah, and this is and where it's preference. When I'm, I'm training my clients in the morning, having not eaten breakfast maybe, and all I'm thinking about is how hungry I am. Yeah, well, it has absolutely And I'm not no focusing on the, on, on the client. So yeah. it can work for some people. Yeah. There is, you know, there are some studies that say that you can lose three to eight percent of of weight loss in in 24 weeks and then there are another study that shows that they didn't lose any more weight but they lost a significant amount of muscle yeah it's really interesting so yeah as with a lot of these questions and we go it depends i know sorry (laughs) sorry right um it it does depend on you Um, i've got a real shameful plug for you now okay I'm interested in learning Olympic lifting, but worried that age and range might hold me back. No. How would you suggest I get started? Just don't even worry about it. Because honestly, anybody can do it. And I really think that that is like the beauty of Olympic lifting. But it's... where would they do it, Hannah? Oh, I don't know, Haley. Maybe if they came to long game training, <laughs> <laughs> they could join our Monday night weightlifting class. Um, but And we've got... I've done Olympic weightlifting with my son from age eight mm. up to current client aged 51, um, who is an absolute beast. She knows who she is. She's not 51. She's 51. <gasps> I'd say 38. <laughs> Are you trying to steal her as a client no. now? <laughs> God, I couldn't handle it. Um, Mobility comes into it for sure. If you're if you have really really poor mobility, then it's something that we have to work on. But it's not something that should hold you back from trying. And I'd say if you're worried about maybe coming to a class environment and being held back, book a one on one, and we can go through some of the movements together. See where your limitations are. We can go through maybe some mobility work that you can then do on your own time to allow you to then be more comfortable in that class environment. Yeah, that's um, great. But it's never too late, honestly. No. And it's absolutely my favourite class of the week to teach. It's my favourite one to go to. Is it? Yeah, I love it. Ugh, love it's it. just great. You just don't think about anything other than what the hell there you is, are doing. Exactly. And do you know, I was explaining to someone the other day, like, you never stop. Like, do you now? I... I because um, I don't think you will. This I think I know your answer. You never stop, like setting through the motions of your body. So it's not even no. like I'm still thinking every single every lift time. exactly what my feet are doing, Lats, exactly what my glutes feet, lo- exactly knees, all of it. Glutes. You go through almost like a and so the, it's such a lovely. Um, you get to escape in that class completely. Yeah. All your focus is on that moment, and then you get these lovely short term or maybe longer term because they've taken a while to get used to a few of the exercises but that frustration of it not feeling right and not being able to do something and then moving through to a couple of weeks later yeah and we've had some great progress I mean I thought I progressed really well on Monday night (laughs) and then Hannah just had to add in a little jab it was Hayley did a a wonderful lift Mm -hmm. and at the same time as I said just need to pull those knees back a little bit. She went, yes, that was a good one. <laughs> and we both sort of looked at each other and went, oh. Yeah, um, not good enough. No. 
I'm a perfectionist, as is Hayley. Um, so I'll still film almost all of my lifts that I do and I'll look back at it and I'll see, okay, I wasn't quite in the right position here. I'll go again and do the next one and try and change that because yeah. there is so much to think about. In that moment, I was embracing my uh, relinquishing perfectionism. <laughs> but yeah, just reach out and get in touch because... I'm really not scary. I'm like not even five foot you tall. Are a bit sc- you are a bit I'm not scary. five foot tall. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm four foot ten and a half. Um, and we can we can just get you started. Um, yeah. So yeah, reach out and let me come know. Come on down. And come to a class or come for a PT. It's such good fun. Um, and we great can... people come to the class as well. Exactly. Not just because I do. Not just because you're there. Um, what about creatine? Oh, I love it. Thoughts Love on it. taking Everyone should take creatine. it. Everyone. It's one of the world's most tested supplements. It's so well researched and actually includes studies where women have been involved. I know, gosh, Shock, pick horror. me back up on the chair. Um, and what does it do? Well, what? it's there as a recovery between your exercise sessions. It also has been shown to alleviate brain fog amongst menopausal women. Mm-hmm. So... It is absolutely, it's just a really good it can supplement. Help. It can help increase muscle mass, your strength and yeah. your endurance. So it's really, really great. Um, and it's, to get a bit sciency. it's all about your body's ability to produce ATP, which is essentially your like energy stores, which typically are, for that kind of max output stuff, typically are depleted after about 10 seconds of max output work. And by taking creatine, you can kind of gain an extra few seconds of that max output. Yes. Um, um, creatine may make you hold a little bit more water. water weight. So don't be scared of that. I think the benefits outweigh an arbitrary number. Mm-hmm. And you can get your creatine from whole food sources. It's typically... It has Red to be animal products, yeah, yeah. And it's, but it's quite hard to, for the amount that you need, because you need between three and five grams yeah. a day, um, so you, it would be a supplement, it wouldn't be necessarily something that you would, it, just because it's in your diet, you wouldn't necessarily get the benefits no, exactly. From not taking. The other thing, <laughs> how to take it, it often comes in pill or powder. Um, the pills are like bullets. And you have to take, to get your five grams, you have to take like six of them. Oh, my God. So, oh, I've only got the powder. Yeah, and the powder doesn't dissolve. So there are kind of like downsides of both forms. <laughs> But you can just, I just get get a scoop, put it in my orange juice, because I always have to take an iron tablet in the morning. So I just, iron tablet, orange juice, creatine, swirl it round, knock it back. Mm. That's my supplement say, for I the probably, day. I probably, I have creatine here, and I probably remember to take it about once a month, which is not great. I definitely should take it more. Um, and anyone can take it. Anyone can take it. Like anyone, new even, people, yeah. untrained athletes, elite athletes. It's beneficial to... There was a study done, and the person who actually asked this question will be pleased to know that with well-trained athletes who supplemented for 28 days with creatine, they increased their bike sprinting by 15%. Wow. And 
They increase their bench press, which is this client's favourite move. It's like by awesome watching 6%. a bench press. Six okay. percent. Their bench press increased. How long were they taking the cruise? Twenty-eight it days. Whoa. Yeah. So, if in doubt, give it a go. The only there haven't been that many studies done on this. However, there has been talks about some hair loss issues do you know Sonny Webster yeah I know I know yeah I've listened to him talk about that but I haven't yeah. I can't I've not found anything no exactly conclusive. there haven't been enough studies but on I'm it. not about to tell someone who's experienced something that that's not what they're experiencing no, exactly so, so for a bit of context what he he's an Olympic uh, ex um, British Olympic weightlifter and was taking creatine for years and years and years and I'd say he's late 20s he was starting to lose his hair stopped taking creatine and it started to get thicker again who mm. knows mm. who knows mm. um but as i said there's not been a load of studies and all of the pros far 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 outweigh the cons yeah um so give it a go i'd give it a go go for it yeah um i like that one I like that one too. that's a good one um i mean while we're on the topic of sort of supplementation oh yeah um Protein shakes, good, bad, or indifferent? I love a protein shake. And when I did my nutrition qualification a couple of years ago, first thing I said, first first lesson was, Will, if you ever see me with a protein shake in my hand, smack it out of my hands right now. I am not going down that road. I'm a Whole Foods coach. You can get everything from your natural diet and... If you see me with a protein shake, tell me to quit the course straight away. <laughs> anyway, like a month in, I was like, yeah, so uh, protein shakes. Um, <laughs> I think they have their benefit. And I would always say that you can get all your protein from Whole Foods, of course. Yeah. Um, but we need to take a lot for that, for yeah. that muscle build. This That's ties into another, another question. question. How much protein should you eat for growing mu- muscle? A lot. Yeah. Let's so do the math. We've talked about this before. So the range, because with all these things, it's a bit indiv- it's individual to a point. But let's say, let's take me, I'm 60 kilos. The range is between 1.8 per kilo of body fat. 1.8 grams. 1.8 grams per kilo of body weight, sorry. Um up to 2.3 grams yeah. per kilo. So 1.8 is 108 grams of protein a day. Um, for me, weighing 60 kilos, 2.3 is 138 grams of protein a day. Now, bearing in mind, most sittings of protein per 100 grams is about 20, 20 to 24. So your, your serving of Greek yogurt is about 20. 20, yeah. Your chicken breast. No, well, your Greek yogurt is 200 grams. Of 200 grams of Greek yogurt gives you your 20 grams right. of protein. Yeah. So you are looking at quite a high... You're going to have to eat a lot. ...volume. Yeah, exactly. And if you are working to a calorie deficit... The protein's going to be great for um, satiating your appetite. However, um, you... Where am I going with this? It, 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 
no, it can be done, but it depends on your time scales. It depends on your preference for eating. Mm. Say you're not a meat eater. Well, how are you going to get 140 grams of Yeah. So I typically wouldn't have protein a in. protein shake every day. And I don't eat meat. I do eat fish. Um, but on the days where I'm busy with clients and I don't have the time to sit down and have a proper balanced meal mm-hmm. I will have a shake to top me up and I, I use two different types of shakes so I've got my full like thick kind of chocolatey one which I would have in that instance do to replace use... a meal until I can then eat something later do you use vegan protein or that one is vegan yeah and then I've got a whey isolate which is a bit more like just having like a lemonade. Yeah, me too. And that one is much lower in calories, Mm -hmm. but still got the same protein content. And that's the one I would have maybe post-workout or for a mid-afternoon kind of pick me up because it's not as high as in calories. It also encourages me to drink as well, that one. Well, yeah, it's interesting, yeah. Because I think, okay, there's another point to having this. It's got the protein that I need in it. Yeah, and so we need that protein, especially as we age, for women, as we go through menopause. Yeah, it's so essential. We're trying to build that muscle, maintain that muscle. Yeah. You need to make sure those protein stores are high. So if it is difficult for you to get that in naturally, which for a lot of us it is. Yeah then, yeah, go for a protein shake. But just look at what you're drinking and make sure it's not packed full of loads of other crap. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing to note on the amount that you should be having, I've taken people and looked at their um, kind of food before starting working with them, and they're having maybe 40 to 50 grams of protein in a day Mm. so initially when we're starting to increase protein there's no way I would give someone a target that's eating 40 to take them up to 140 no you build it slowly a good measure if you're really starting to consider your protein intake a really good start is 100 grams a day yeah um yeah as a starter and then you've got and that can come from fish dairy um, you know, your meat, animal products. Your beans and pulses beans as well. Beans and pulses, yeah. Remember when you put a pulse and a vegetable together, you're creating a complete protein. I'll give you an example. Beans <laughs> on toast. <laughs> what? Oh, I hate baked beans. What? I'm the worst vegetarian. I hate baked beans. Beans on toast is a complete protein meal. Yeah, but tastes like shit. I love a beans on toast. And actually, my youngest son does also not like beans, and that really annoys the rest of the family, but I'm really thrilled about it. <laughs> Basically, what happened was once I had a jacket potato with baked beans when I was sick, when I was six, and then I was sick, Yeah. and I have not been able to eat baked beans again since. Oh, see, I kind it's of... a good no, 28, that, seven yeah, years later. I think later. we've all got... That, well, mine's Mars bars, because I went to a pool party, and there was like a party game... And the prize was Mars bars. So we ate these Mars bars. And then I went running around the pool, slipped, got concussion, threw up a Mars bar. Oh, and I really actually think that's why I don't eat much chocolate now. More for us. I'm fine with that, <laughs> Hayley. <laughs> um, so I'm not so holier than anyone else. Yeah. Basically, because I've got a real aversion to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the question? 
Protein, how much? Protein, and shakes. Okay, yeah. I like a shake. There's nothing yeah. wrong with them. Um, my protein is a good place to go and start looking for the, especially the non-isolate. No, non. The way isolate. The way isolate. The slightly thinner ones, yeah. The juice ones. If yeah, you've I mean, tried if... like vanilla, and I can't get on with the vanilla and chocolate ones. Oh, no I matter wish. how much they like to like dress it up. Have you it had doesn't the Huel taste chocolate like ones. a chocolate milkshake. Have you had the Huel chocolate ones? No, you're going to sell it to me and I've got I'm going to try cupboard. it and I'm I'll like, it still doesn't taste like I'll give us dairy some. milk. But yeah, basically, if you want some sort of recommendations, then just reach out to one of us and we yeah. can probably um, throw a couple your yeah. way that or are good. Or some supplements is always really good as well, yeah. especially because of their vegan um, exactly. approach. Um, I'm now thinking about food loads. I, I want a Mars bar. Have we answered enough questions for this part? I think so. We've got still a lot to get through. We can do in part two. Reel yeah. them in. Hook what, them. Okay, but last one. Okay, here we go. Are we going... Are we yeah, going let's do it. Boobies or willies? Oh, boobs or willies. Um, I feel like boobs. Boobies, okay. And then we'll save willies for the next one because that'll really pull them in. I have no answer for this one, but So let's... one of my clients said, how do I reduce my bra size? Now, side note, this client is male. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what's really funny is that, you know how everybody wants to, like, spot reduce fat they mm-hmm. get oh how do I lose fat from my hips or how do I lose fat from my bum I or saw how do something I the other day and whatever. it angered me so much and it was like a do. shake to reduce your waist circumference I know what you mean and I just was like enraged I was like it doesn't do that no exactly so you cannot spot you can't choose where you lose your fat from and as annoying as that is because a lot of women mm-hmm. will typically lose it from their bloody boobs first I go top down, yeah. I, my clavicle is fully exposed before I get any type of yeah. like muscular definition through the legs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the itty bitty titty committee Woo-hoo. over here. Um, so, in answer to your question, sir, um, you've got to be in a calorie deficit to lose fat. You need to be burning more than you are consuming, yeah. but you can't choose where it's coming off from I'm and you've afraid. got to stand in front of that mirror and you've got to go I love my body yeah I love, I love my titties myself. <laughs> maybe give them a little because <laughs> no, now I'm picturing it happening <laughs> and I can't look at this person in the same way um so you can't reduce your bra size specifically size and keep everything else um shall we leave it there yeah until next time which is in like five seconds. Yeah, we're Quick just turn around today. Press, press pause and then start again. Uh, but uh, there is no secret ending on this one. It's actually getting stopped. Yeah, sorry about the sorry last, about last bit time. that was supposed to get cut out and didn't get cut out. No, you came. You would have come from a jaunt with us through to the other building, <laughs> yes. and then yeah. Normally we have to have a wee break as well, so you're lucky you didn't take. We're just you being didn't. our authentic selves. Yeah. Also, not together. We don't go for a wee break together. No. That's a bit much. I could do with a wee break now. Okay, well, let's leave it there. All right, thank you, everyone, for listening. Keep sending your questions in, please. Thanks, bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed that episode with me and Hannah. If you were thinking, cool, I really liked what those girls said and you'd like to work with us, then you can find us both on social media. Hannah is the long game training and I am the good place. 
I'll put that down in the show notes. Please reach out. We are the friendliest girls on the planet. So just send us a message. It'd be lovely to hear from you. Bye.